Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM, as well as those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland as well as those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program. We're so glad that you tuned in today. This is the show where you can call in or text in with your questions about the Bible. Maybe you've been reading the Bible, hearing Bible studies, and you've had some questions, maybe some things that you'd like some clarity on, or you've always wondered about something. This is the opportunity for you to call in, and we would love to answer those questions for you. We would love to um, also pray for your prayer requests. So the vision behind this show is that we have some pastors who come on here and this is your opportunity to call in with those questions about the Bible or the things going on in your life. And we would love to talk with you and pray for you, hopefully answer those questions. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 336 0897. Once again, the text line is 720-336-0897. Here at the front end of the show is always a great time to call in as we usually have a couple of open lines here as we're waiting for those lines to fill in. Hey, I want to welcome also those of you who are tuning in online, whether it's on our mobile app or on our website. So we have a great mobile app for Grace FM. We'd love it if you'd go and download it, share it with a friend. If you just go into your app store on your mobile device, your phone, or your tablet, just type in Grace FM, all is one word, and it will come right up. It's a free app that you can download, put on your device, and then you'll be able to listen to the programs on Grace FM, including this one, live anywhere in the world. And we see it. a lot of people take advantage of this. And you can also tune in on the website. So you can just go to gracefm.com, and you can tune in there as well. And like I said, a lot of people take advantage of this. I got a picture of who was tuning in just a few minutes ago. Um, and so it looks like we have listeners quite a lot in the Midwest today. We usually uh, have them kind of congregated around the coast. But it looks like throughout the Midwest, we have a lot of listeners, some on the East Coast, of course, some here in Colorado and into the Pacific Northwest, as well as uh, on the Looks like Southern California, maybe San Diego or Los Angeles down there. And it looks like we also have some listeners in South Africa and Ukraine tuning in internationally online. We're so glad that you guys are with us. Again, this is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life. We would love to talk with you and pray for you and hopefully answer some of those questions. Um, I want to just remind you that those of you listening on the East Coast on Hope FM, as well as those of you listening on Truth FM in Tennessee, 
you're hearing this program on a one-week delay. So we just want you to know that and keep this in mind, but we don't want it to stop you from calling in because we'd love to hear from you. We would love to be able to pray for you, and we'll do that live over the phone with you, and we'll answer your questions live as well. But then you guys who are hearing it on a one-week delay, you get the unique opportunity where you get to go on and uh, tune in the following week, and you get to hear yourself on the radio. Maybe you tell somebody you know, hey, I'm going to be on the radio at this and this time, so tune in. And maybe that's also a great way for you to introduce them to the station. So we hope that you'll do that. And we just want you guys to know you're hearing on a one-week delay. But those of you listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, as well as those listening online, you're hearing this show live. Again, my name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And I am your host here on Calvary Live every Friday. Every Friday. It used to be Mondays for about a year and a half or so. I was on every Monday, but I swapped with Pastor Jeff Figs, and now... He's on Monday, and I'm on Friday. And we are, of course, in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. I know that uh, this is something kind of unavoidable that we have to talk about. Uh, on the one hand, it is absolutely a thing that is on the forefront of everybody's mind. It's affecting our lives. And yet, you can get a little bit weary of hearing only about this. So if you have a question or a comment or a prayer request that is not related to coronavirus, you are absolutely welcome to call in. I would love to answer your questions about the Bible, and I would love to pray for your prayer requests. So give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Just a few words about my church and, and what we're up to. I pastor a church called Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And we just moved, which is really exciting for us. This is something we've been praying about and working on for, I'm going to think, three years now, maybe more, that we've been praying and searching and saving and looking for a church home. We were meeting in a great location. This is part of the reason why we've been so picky with moving, because it had to be really good in order to justify moving from where we were at, which was pretty good already. But we found an amazing space. It was already um, built out in a way that we could use it for our church. We were able to get furnishings at a great price. And so we just moved in this space. It's 24,000 square feet, which is a lot. And we cannot wait to get people into that building, get to use it. But currently, we haven't yet even been able to have our first service there. We kind of had our first service there this past Sunday. I went the, to the building and recorded to an empty room, as uh, maybe many of your churches are doing right now, so that we could have a message for Sunday for our church members. But uh, we haven't yet been able to have our grand opening. So we're looking forward to that. And when that happens, we'd love it if you would join us. Our new address is 2950 colorful avenue in longmont so 2950 colorful avenue and some people are asking where that's located in longmont it is just east of county line road and highway 119 which is also called ken pratt boulevard so there's a walmart there and then there's a big sports complex called sandstone ranch and so we are just opposite Sandstone Ranch. We're on the north side of Highway 119. Sandstone Ranch is on the south side. 
And so what that means is that we're in between County Line Road and I-25, which is a, a great location. We're right on, you know, Highway 119, so very accessible from all the surrounding communities as well as from I-25. Uh, great space. Uh, one of the things we have been able to do in our new space, which we started this week, is that we started a food bank. And so that food bank is a little bit in response to what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, you know, so many people in our church and so many people we've talked to in the community have lost jobs. And so our thought is, hey, let's, um, and not, not only lost jobs, but some people are elderly. They can't get out to the grocery store. Other people um, can't find certain supplies at the grocery store. And so we want to be able to help gather those things and then provide them for free to people who are in need. And so I'm telling you this mostly so that you know that this is available. So for those of you in, let's say, anywhere within driving distance of Longmont, Colorado, this is something which we would love for it to be a resource for you to use. Maybe you have yourself and, and you're in need, or maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a neighbor who's elderly and doesn't want to go to the grocery store and rather just pull up next to a church and have somebody hand them a bag of supplies. Maybe um, it's somebody you know who's a single mom or somebody who has lost their job and could really use a helping hand right now. Um, here's the email address I'm going to tell you to contact in order to um, get in touch with our food bank. It is info at whitefieldschurch.com. So info at whitefieldschurch.com. And we'd love it if you would contact us. We have a lot of supplies and we're itching to give them to people who can use them. And so we would love it if you would put some people in touch with us who could really use those things and could benefit from them. So that is one thing we're doing right now to reach out to our community. Another thing that we're doing is that I got this idea from a friend of mine in Ireland, and he's doing it with his church. And what they did is that they made a, a sheet of paper. It's a half sheet. And it says, hello, if you are self-isolating or vulnerable, I can help. Here's my name. There's a place for you to fill in your name and your phone number and the general area where you live, right? So not like your address, but just the general area where you live. And then it says, you know, hey, if you are isolating due to COVID-19, I can help with the following things, you know, and there's boxes that you can check, tick, sorry, and you can opt in to do things, right? So picking up groceries, a friendly phone call, posting letters for you, urgent supplies or prayer. And it says, hey, I will take precautions. I will not spread anything except for kindness. I'll wash my hands. And then it says, you know, quote from Jesus where it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so uh, what we did is we got this translated also into Spanish. So we have this in English and Spanish. And what you can do with this is you can take this form, you can fill it out, and you can share it with your neighbors, even just by putting it on their doorstep, or maybe they have a screen door and you can kind of put it inside their screen door, you know, minimizing physical contact and yet um, communicating to your neighbors that you are a Christian and you would love to help them and you would love to meet some needs that they have. So we would um, be happy to send this out to you. So if there's any of you listening and you're like, hey, I would love a copy of that. Um, I would be happy to give it to you. 
the best way for us to do that, text us at the text line here and text us your email address and I'll respond to your text with this in an email and you can just print it out at home and you can use it for your neighbors however you choose. You can even customize it if you are part of a church and you want to put your church's logo on it or a web address you can absolutely do that as well. I'll just send you a PDF. So the text line to text for that and I'll send that to you. Text me with your email address and I'll email that out to you. That is 720-336-0897. That's the text line. 720-336-0897. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or your prayer requests. And we would love to pray for you. We would love to hopefully answer some of the questions that you have. And we would love to... Um, Talk about maybe there's something going on in your life that you'd like pastoral, biblical advice on. We would love to talk with you and pray for those things as well. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Again, the text number is 720-336-0897. Um, just finishing up talking about our church and what we do. You can find more information about us online at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And you can also hear our teachings both on our website, of course, on our podcast, on our social media, which you can find just by searching Whitefields Community Church. And also here on Grace FM, we have a show that airs every weekday at 2.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So every weekday at 2.30 and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Um, looks like we still have open lines. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us, 720-336-0897. We do have one prayer request um, that has come in. Looks like we have two open lines and one caller. Um, looks like that is... Let me just find out real quick. So we do have a text uh, prayer request. Let's go to that first, and then we'll go to our caller. The prayer request that was texted in says this. Um, I need prayer because my husband has decided he wants a divorce, and I need help healing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray for this uh, dear person who is struggling right now with her husband having asked for a divorce and her needing healing, Lord, we ask truly that you would heal her heart, Lord, that you would be to her the faithful one, the one who loves her and doesn't leave, the one who loves her and will never forsake her. Thank you, Lord, that, that is who you are. Thank you that at its best, marriage pictures that uh, aspect of who you are. And I pray, Lord, that she would find in you everything that she longs for and searches for in a spouse. Lord, and I pray that, that would be true for all of us who are listening today. But Lord, I also want to pray for their marriage, and I pray that you would bring healing where there has been uh, brokenness. I pray that, Lord, you would restore this marriage for your glory and for their good. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that text message. And uh, I think I had a little bit of a delay actually receiving some of the information uh, I have a remote, we're, we're broadcasting remotely, of course, which is really nice at a time like this when we have the stay-at-home order.
but I'm broadcasting remotely. It looks like I had a little bit of a internet glitch there for a second, but now I've got all the messages. So let's go to our first caller, Robert in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, just out of curiosity, I was listening to a program earlier, and the whole basis of his message was that the Lord hates division. He was saying it's like a tactic of the devil and stuff like that. He divides churches, divides friendships, divides marriages and stuff like that. And so I was just curious because it reminded me of a passage in Matthew where Jesus says, you think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division and a sword. I've come to set a man at variance against his uh, household, son against father, daughter against mother. Uh, the foes of a man will be the foes of his own house. And so I was just curious. I didn't know if he was r referring to something else or what, and I just was curious what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, so here are my thoughts on that, that there's two different groups of people he's talking about. Okay, so let's um, remind ourselves that we always want to look at the context of a passage. That's always going to be really important in order for us to take these because the fact is right if we just start uh, pulling things and we don't take into consideration the setting in which they were said which is which is honestly sometimes hard to do right because some of these chapters in the bible are very long and it's hard to remember okay wait where did this start what's the setting in which jesus said this so um let's be clear on luke 12 which is the passage about um about bringing division yeah so it's luke 12 49 through 53 was what you read uh, at least part of it right um it start the whole kind of little section starts in 49 through 53 but um the if you scroll up way to the top you'll notice a couple things first of all who is jesus talking to it says that he was talking to thousands of people who had come and um, then he tells the people, so he's talking to a crowd, which means he's talking to a mixed multitude. This is not speaking only to his disciples, but to a large crowd, some people who would be sympathetic towards him, some people who would not. And so he says to them, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, right? So and then he goes on, there's a parable of the rich fool. Someone brings up this problem. Oh, hey, I have this inheritance and all this stuff. And Jesus then tells them, hey, you need to be ready. And in other words, Jesus is talking to these people, assuming that most of them are not his disciples. And he's saying, hey, hey, don't think that I came to bring peace. I'm gonna, I came to bring, um, I, the way I like to call it is, I like to say, he's saying, I came to bring, put a line in the sand. And you're either on this side or you're on the other side. See, understanding the context of who Jesus is talking to is really helpful because there are times when Jesus says, hey, whoever's not with us, with me, is against me. But then there's another time where he says, anybody who's not against me is with me. And you're like, wait a second, isn't he saying opposite things? Well, he's saying them in two completely different contexts. So I'm going to wrap up what I'm saying with just one short sentence, and that's this. Jesus did come to bring division amongst the world in the sense that he came to bring a line in the sand. You're either on one side or the other. Where Jesus does not want division is amongst his own, his people, um, his redeemed ones, chosen ones, the church. Um, there's lots of names for it, his bride. In John 17, 
Jesus prays for his disciples at the Last Supper, and he says, I pray that they would be united just as you and I are united, of course, speaking to the Father. So believers need to be united, um, but in general in the world, Jesus does come to bring a line in the sand, a division, like we see in like Matthew 25, right? He divides the sheep and the goats. Okay. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Pastor. That really put a lot of light and clarity into my questioning. Good. Hey, Rob, Robert, thanks for engaging with the Word, and thanks for engaging with the show. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or things going on in your life. If you have a prayer request, we would love to pray for you, and we would love to talk to you about anything going on in your life that you need kind of biblical or pastoral advice on. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to our next caller, Desiree, in Thornton, Colorado. Hi, Desiree. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How how's it going? Going okay. What's up? That's great. Well, I was calling because I have a little cousin um, in the hospital. He's a few months old. He was um, born without with a half of the heart. And um, he's been going through a lot of little trials, boy. He's one thing after another. And I was calling and asking for prayer because I believe power prayers are so strong. And my cousin, she, she has a lot of faith in God. And she knew about this when she was pregnant, but she has faith in God from what I could see she has a lot of faith in God, and I would love to have her faith. That is so beautiful. And I was just calling to see if you could lift him up in prayers. His name is Baby Lim. Lim? Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we pray for Baby Lim, and we just ask that you would um, heal his heart. Lord, we pray for health. We pray for wellness, wholeness. We pray for healing. And Lord, we pray that you give us faith to trust you and believe, even in the midst of this. And um, I pray for Desiree. I thank you for her cousin. I thank you for her cousin's faith in you. Lord, I pray that her faith would truly be in you and in your sovereignty, no matter what happens. And Lord, I pray, we do pray in Jesus' name for the healing of this baby. Amen. And and Pastor, um, I'd like to thank you for all of you for sharing the Lord's word. Thank you. You know, oh, you, hey, it's a pleasure. you you don't even know how man, all of you, all you pastors that are that are just spreading the Lord's word, you don't even know how you just came into my home and changed so many things through the grace of God that God has you guys spreading his word, and it's so beautiful, and I just want to thank you, and may the Lord bless you. God bless you. Hey, thank you for the call and for letting us pray for you. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls, your questions about the Bible, taking your prayer requests here live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us 720-336-0897. Again, the text line 720-336-0897. We've got all open lines right now. It's a great time to give us a call. 303-690-3000. We can get you on the air really quickly. We are coming up on our mid-show break as well, but before we do that, we've got some prayer requests to pray for. So let's go over to the text line. Uh, Kyle says, please pray for my marriage to be restored and for all the broken marriages in Colorado and that this corona crisis would make a path for restoration and reconciliation. Absolutely, Kyle, let's pray for that. Heavenly Father, we pray for Kyle. Thank you, Lord, that you're using this situation in his life, not just the coronavirus situation, but this crisis in his marriage in order to bring him to you and bring him to a place of fellowship with you. We pray, Lord, that you would restore his marriage. We pray that there would be healing, that there would be forgiveness, that there would be repentance, that the repentance would be clear, that it would be humble, Lord, that it would be without excuse on both sides, Lord, that it would just be a total bringing people to their knees and and willingness to humble themselves before you and before their spouse, but also um, a willingness to forgive the other. And so, Lord, we pray for forgiveness. We pray that you would um, watch over them. And Lord, we pray that you would use this coronavirus crisis in so many good ways, um, not only in Kyle's life and his marriage, and in the lives of people who have struggling marriages right now. But Lord, there are so many ways in which we ask that you would use this for good. Um, just as in every crisis, there are always great opportunities. Lord, help us to see with the eyes of faith that we would see the opportunities in the midst of this crisis. Lord, I pray for families as they're together, kids not in school. Uh, I pray, Lord, we wouldn't waste this moment. Lord, help us that we would um, respond in faith and that we would be opening the Bible with our kids in our homes. Lord, I pray that there be many people who, as we're faced with the reality of mortality during this time, Lord, that people's hearts would be opened to you, that they would be hearing your Spirit calling them, and they wouldn't harden their hearts as the people of Israel did in the wilderness, but Lord, that in this time, they would be responding to the leading of your spirit to receive Jesus as their savior. And we pray that this would just be the beginning of a great global awakening that in the future, when we talk about this time, that we would not remember this as the coronavirus crisis of 2020, but we would remember this time as the great awakening of 2020, Lord, that you would use this situation as people are faced with the truth of this life being fragile and short, Lord, that you would use this time to bring many people to repentance and salvation. Lord, we pray that in the future there would be many people who say, I came to know the Lord Jesus. I gave my life to the Lord during the coronavirus crisis. I got saved during that time. We pray there would be many people who have that testimony. And Lord, if there's anyone listening right now who isn't sure 
Maybe they're scared. Uh, I've been talking to so many people who are frightened and scared, um, either because they don't know you or they're scared about the future. But I thank you that as Christians, we are uniquely equipped, that we are not scared of this life nor of death, but we are always conquerors because, Lord, you lead us in victory in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray for people out there who aren't sure of their eternal destiny. And maybe they, they think that they might belong to you, but they're not really sure where they stand. Lord, I pray today would be the day when they say, yes, Jesus, I receive what you did for me on the cross. I accept it by faith that what you did for me was enough to make me right with God, to forgive me of my sins, and to justify me before you. So we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, that brings us up to our mid-show break. We've got all open lines. Give us a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and we will be right back after this break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We want to welcome you back, those of you who are listening here in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. Those of you on the East Coast listening on Hope FM, those of you down in Tennessee and North Carolina listening on Truth FM, as well as those of you all over the country and all over the world listening online, welcome back to the program. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and anything going on in your life. We would love to talk with you and pray for you. The number to call, 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Got some callers who called in during the break, so let's go to them. Nick in Maryland. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. What can I do for so, you? Uh, my question is in regards to once saved, always saved. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard multiple, you know, different angles of teachings on that. Um, I've heard, as an example, once you receive salvation— you know, receive Christ as your Savior, then you're always saved, no matter what. Um, I've also heard uh, teachings relating to where, uh, like the the seed falling on the different soils, and then they, by at that point, you know, some fall away because they're not, you know, troubles and turmoil in their life, and they fall away um, and aren't saved. Um, I've also heard the kind of the flip of that, where um, are they, were they really saved to begin with? And I know that God, only God knows the heart and knows if someone is or isn't. So just kind of a um, um, Calvary's point of view, that I listen to all the various um, pastors um, because I drive for work during the day. So I, I'm listening to this all the time, and I hear different viewpoints and different angles of of uh, off and on of this, and of course being taught at my church uh, of this. So I just kind of wanted to get a sort of a, a viewpoint of what where Calvary, generally speaking, or you generally speaking, your viewpoint on this. I've also heard 
in Hebrews, um, someone mentioned Hebrews, and I don't know where they were referring to. They just yeah. said, read the book of Hebrews because <laughs> you can lose your salvation. Right. Okay. Well, that's where I was going to take you as to Hebrews. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what. I am going to take this position on this. And I don't know if I can speak for all of Calvary Chapel. I think I probably can. But I'll just suffice to say I'll speak for myself on this. But I'm pretty sure my view would be uh, readily agreed upon by people in Calvary Chapel. Definitely Calvary Chapel is not of the opinion generally that salvation is something that can just be kind of flippantly lost. Now let me explain why I don't like the term losing your salvation, but I'll tell you why I also don't like the term once saved, always saved. So I'm going to be, you know, uh, I'm going to be serving everybody here, equal opportunity. I don't like either of those phrases. I think that neither of them portray clearly what the Bible teaches, and I'd like to kind of walk you through um, what I see and I think is really clear about what the Bible teaches on this topic. Unfortunately, my version doesn't fit on a bumper sticker, so um, you're not going to be able to get one of those, but um, I think that it's more biblical. Okay, here, let me tell you why I don't like the once saved, always saved phrase. The reason is because it implies that salvation is a box that you tick. Salvation is a hand that you raise or a time that you go forward at the junior high camp when there's a bonfire and or, you know, you go forward during the altar call at your service. I don't think any of those things are wrong. I would encourage everyone to do those things, by the way. But it is not that, hey, now I'm good because I got baptized when I was 14 or now I'm fine because I raised my hand during the altar call or because I prayed the prayer. See, that's the idea of like ticking a box and then you're done. I would say rather what the Bible teaches is that salvation has is is all encompassing it is comprehensive in other words the bible uses language to talk about salvation which is in the past tense it says you have been saved in other words jesus did it it's done in god's book it's a done deal you have been saved but it also uses the term you are being saved right so that's that gets into ideas like sanctification and the fact that our salvation is an ongoing process it's an ongoing work that it might be a done deal in God's book, but from our perspective and how we're living right, right now, it is a progressive thing that we are experiencing. It includes not only spiritual salvation, but also salvation from tangible things like uh, bondage to addictions, bondage to idols, bondage to things like that. Okay, But guess what? That's not it. It's not just past tense and present tense it's also future tense right so we are we have been saved we are being saved and we will be saved so our salvation is not yet complete there's coming a day when our salvation uh, will be whole so i don't like the phrase once saved always saved because it implies that you tick the box and you don't have to worry about it again no i would say you know we look at philippians chapter 2 right paul says work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but it is God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Okay, so that's the one side. I don't like the phrase, once saved, always saved, but I also don't like the idea of losing your salvation. Here's why. The terminology the Bible uses to speak about salvation are metaphors like being born again, um, being sealed, being chosen, you know, being transformed, 
Okay, so let's just think about that. Does the Bible ever use the negatives of those? Does the Bible ever talk about being unborn again? Does the Bible ever talk about being unsealed? Does the Bible ever talk about being untransformed? How do you go from being transformed to being untransformed, right? How do you go from being a new creation to being a not a new creation? That, that concept is totally foreign to the Bible, okay? So in those senses, um, you know, I don't like the phrase lose your salvation in the sense that it's like, oh, I lost my keys. Oh, I lost my phone. Oh, I lost my five-year-old in the grocery store, right? It's something that happens to you on accident, even though you didn't want it to happen, right? It's like an oops. Now, I don't think that you can oops, lose your salvation. Um, you know, it's the idea that, oh, if I trip down the stairs and I break my neck, but right before I break my neck, I have a lustful thought. Does that mean that I lost my salvation? I would say no. And here's the good news. You can't lose your salvation because you didn't gain your salvation. You didn't earn it. So it's not yours to lose, right? Jesus earned it. Okay. And I'll, let's put it this way. If I'm walking along a busy road with my four-year-old, I have a four-year-old, right? And, um, and we're holding hands. Well, if at some point my daughter decides to let go of my hand and run off in the other direction, guess what? She was holding my hand, but the truth of the matter is that my grip on her is much stronger than her grip on me. And if she loses her grip on me out of fear or out of a super bad decision, my grip on her is not going to let up. I am going to hold on to her. And that's the good news of the gospel, that God's grip on us is strong even when our grip is weak. And i got to tell you, that gives me so much comfort. But here's the thing. We need to know who we're talking to, right? And so when, when your friend says, hey, read Hebrews, and that'll tell you that you can lose your salvation, that, that friend is, uh, that's really super simplistic, and it's not helpful. And I'll tell you why, because you have to understand who Hebrews was written to and why it was written. Hebrews was written to a group of Jewish Christians who were leaving or at least thinking about leaving Christianity and going back to Judaism because they were suffering persecution. And so the whole thing is an appeal that, no, 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 don't you realize that all the things in the Old Testament were foreshadowing Jesus, that he's the fulfillment. He is the true and great priest. He is the Sabbath fulfilled. He is the true and ultimate sacrifice. How in the world could you go back to shadows when you have the substance? And, and then he says to them in Hebrews chapter 6, I guarantee this is the passage that your friend was referring to, um, and I'll read it to you and explain it real fast, and then I'll, I'll have to go to our next caller. But here's what he says. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and have then fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. Okay, so what is, what is he saying? Now, some people read this and they say he's saying that if you have been a Christian and you turn away, that you have lost your salvation and that's it, you're done. Well, I would, I would venture to disagree with that for several reasons, and they would be biblical ones, right? Like people in the Bible who 
even after they were Christians, they sinned, maybe even turned away, maybe even rejected Jesus and then were restored, like, of course, Peter. But I, I think even on a more elemental level, let's look at this. Um, all of these things that he's saying have been enlightened, right? So they've seen the light, they've tasted, that's a key word, tasted um, the heavenly gift, shared in the Holy Spirit, tasted the goodness of the word of God. So what this means is that from all outward appearances, there can be a person who appears to be a Christian. They do all the things, they sing the songs, they go to church. Like in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, there will be many who say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, you know, didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he'll say, go away from me, you evildoers, because I never knew you. In other words, what Jesus is saying is there will be people who think that they are Christians, but the reality is they never truly knew him. They never really had a relationship with him. And that should be sobering. It should be, you know, something that wakes us up and makes us ask the question, am I truly in the faith? That is the purpose of that question. Okay, but it's the same thing here, that there can be somebody who from all outward appearances seems to be a believer, and then they walk away. And he's saying, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that Jesus has to be crucified again? No, 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 not at all. And guess what? Even though we cannot uh, restore a person again, guess who can? Is God. And so I would say that that's the key to understanding Hebrews 6, is that this is a person who, from all outward appearances, seems to have the fruits of a person who is born again, and yet only God knows their heart um, and where they're really at. And so... He later goes on to say, you know, if you have fallen away, you know, if you, you've gone down this route, then come back, repent, and turn to Jesus. He can save you because guess what? None of us can save ourselves. And that, that's really the essence of this. Is salvation something we do for ourselves or is it something that God does for us? If it's something that God does for us, then our salvation is secure in him rather than secure in our um, fickleness. And so... Like first Peter is a great example of this. He talks about our salvation, which is more precious than gold. And he says, it is secure for you stored in the heavens. In other words, I can't go and lose it because it's stored securely. Now, there's a whole nother argument that goes along the lines of, okay, maybe you can't lose it, but can you forfeit it? Right? If the ark right. is a picture of Jesus, and if you're in the ark, you're safe from the flood, the wrath of God. There's nothing, I guess, stopping you from climbing up to the top of the ark and then jumping into the flood. Um, but here's the verse I would kind of bring to your mind, which is John, or 1 John 2, 19, which says, They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest, that none of them were actually of us. So what John seems to be saying there is that there were people, again, like the writer of Hebrews, who appeared to be Christians. But the truth is, none of us really knows, right? And we shouldn't be trying to figure out if somebody is really a Christian or not. But we should always be preaching the gospel, I believe, to Christians and non-Christians. We all need to hear it. Yes. And, um, and that's the thing. But here, here's my final thought. Remember that the writer of the Hebrews is writing to people who are thinking about walking away from the gospel, right? Remember that Jesus is writing to people who think that they're saved, but they're not. And on the other hand, 
So if you are a person who says, you know what, I raised my hand when I was this or that age, or hey, you know what, I was baptized when I was an infant, so I'm good, right? I've ticked that box. I don't need to worry about walking with God or going to church and all that stuff. I'm good. I've got it all taken care of. Um, I'm just going to do whatever I want and live however I want because I've already got my fire insurance, so to say. To that person, I believe these passages need to be read that say, hey, hey, watch out. Maybe you're not even saved, even though you think you are. On the other hand, to a person who says, I really want to be saved, but I keep messing up, so I'm afraid that maybe I'm not actually even a Christian, I would read a whole different set of verses. right? I would read John 10 that says, I am the good shepherd, and I will not let any of my own be taken out of my hand. So, um, yeah, a great, great verse on this is 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourself as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourself. Do you know yourselves that Jesus is in you unless you are disqualified? In other words, this is really important that we really make sure that we are in the faith. Okay. That makes sense. That's a really long answer. I told you it's not going to fit on a bumper sticker unless it's like <laughs> a bumper sticker that fits on the side of a semi-truck, I guess. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll save my next question for another time. I know you have other callers and so forth, as you mentioned. So I, I do appreciate it. I thank you. Enjoy the show. Um, listen all the time. And it's a, it, it is a blessing. I know, just so you know, not everybody has the opportunity to call in that would like to say thank you. Mm, that's that's um, encouraging. Thank I, you, Nick. I, I really like the the base that Calvary Chapel churches, all the different pastors that I listen to, I love. And if 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 I was looking for a church, I would be looking toward Cal, a Calvary Chapel church in my neighborhood, uh, mm. which there are a couple. Um, I'm I've been with my church for over 25 years. I'm 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 not planning on leaving. Um, I'm very firm in my faith, um, but it's a, still a question, you know, that sat out there and kind of, well, you know, you hear both things, and it, it's good to to get a, a, a concrete, uh, what I feel to be a concrete um, answer to that. So I appreciate it. My pleasure. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Good. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got one open line. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Actually, that's two open lines, 303-690-3000, or you can text us 720-336-0897. Let's go to Paula in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Paula. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um I also want to say thank you. You guys encourage us a lot, and I know you guys need encouragement, too. So we really appreciate it. It's absolutely incredible to share this, not only myself, but with other people that get in my car and, and drive to work. And it's just thank you so much. Oh, really, it's our, really our thank pleasure. You. It's an honor to get to share God's Word with people. Um, but I have a question for you. I'm, I, I feel like um, God is trying to to tell me something, and I want more revelation from him. And I understand that um, fasting is a, is a good way to do that. Um, and I would like to start, and, you know, I motivated myself. I'm like, yes, I want to do it. And now I'm like, okay, how you know, how do I do it? Um, and so I was hoping if, you know, you can just give me a way of 
you know, how you would do it or just, just the way that it would be most, you know, praising the Lord. I, I really yeah. am looking forward to that. Yeah, so whenever we read about fasting in the Bible, it's always connected with prayer. And so the idea is that you're depriving your body for a time, and what you're doing as you do that is kind of twofold. One is that you want to be more focused in prayer. Another one is that you want to spend more time in prayer. But I think, so th those two I would put under one heading. Right. You want to you want to be more focused and spend more time in prayer. The second thing that's happening when you're fasting is that you are telling yourself and telling your body, hey, there is something more important than my base needs. Right. My base physical needs that I am not only a body who happens to have a soul, but I am a soul who is embodied and I want to prioritize my soul and I want to in a sense, put my flesh in its place and tell it that, hey, you do not, I am not your slave, right? Like, rather, instead, like Paul the Apostle says, I make my body my slave. I make my body my servant. Rather than me serving my fleshly appetites, I want to make sure that my body serves me. And so that's the whole heart behind, um, behind fasting, is that you're prioritizing the spirit, over the flesh and you're giving yourself time and attention to pray and there's implications or at least allusions in the verses in the bible about prayer that would assume that it's it's kind of a at least more focused but perhaps even more powerful um, prayer time and also as you remove those distractions of eating and dedicate that time um, you are you know, you're making yourself or at least putting yourself in a posture that's more receptive to God speaking to you. You're expecting God to speak to you and you're setting aside something and saying, God, I'm going to do this so that I can hear from you better. Now, you can be self-serving with it. So if you're asking how to be pleasing to God with it, there's two things the Bible say directly. One of them is, uh, well, maybe it's just one thing, but I think it, it can be applied in two ways. And that is, you know, don't don't go like making it about you basically is the one thing but i think that can be applied in two ways you know it says jesus said hey when you fast don't go like announcing it to everybody don't go you know like wearing your sweatpants and not taking a shower and being like oh people are like why do you look so bad and you'll be like oh i'm just fasting because i love jesus so much right <laughs> like that is making it about you and that's exactly what jesus said not to do another way you can make it about you though is like sometimes i'll, I'll hear people who are like they, they really need to lose like 10 pounds. So they'll be like, well, I'm fasting from sugar. Well, that's also called a diet, and that's not the same thing. Um, you know, or like I'm fasting from something that they needed to, to do anyway, right? Um, so I think that you want to make fasting about giving up something. And personally, I think it's something that should hurt. And, and here's why. Because I think that when you feel those hunger pains or when you feel like wanting to do something but training yourself not to, um, that and, and you feel the pain of that, the uncomfortableness of that, that that uncomfortableness should be the thing which drives you to pray, that reminds you, oh, hey, there's that hunger pain, and now I am going to pray because every time I feel that hunger pain, I would like to pray. So... That that's kind of my take on it. Okay. Do you like 
I've heard different people like I drink water, I, I only do juices or Sure, yeah, there are different ways to do it. When I've done it, I haven't done like very long periods, you know, only a couple days max. I go the water route. Some people, you know, will um leave out certain meals only, right? So maybe they'll only eat one meal a day. I think if you do that you could probably go longer with it. I mean doing just a plain water fast is going to um, have you know some real physical effects on you so some people yeah they'll, they'll get nutrition in other ways but I think the point is that you want it to I guess like I'm saying you want it to hurt enough that it has its effect right where it really is a neglecting of your body for the sake of emphasizing your spirit okay thank you and so I, much I would encourage I really you I'll, I'll tell you I've never met somebody who fasted and didn't come away from it saying that was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. So I encourage you. I'm excited for you as you do it. Um, I'm excited for you because I know that this is going to be enriching to your relationship with God. Thank you. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've only got a few minutes left in the show. Hey, there's a great book on fasting. If you're looking for it, there's not a lot of books out there on fasting, by the way. Um, but there is one book that I read. I think it was probably a little bit longer than it needed to be for a book on fasting because I don't think that there's really all that much to say about it in the Bible. But um, the book was by... Um, John Piper, and it was called A Hunger for God. So John Piper, A Hunger for God. Okay, so we've got a few text messages that have come in. So let's read this one. This one is from Bernice. She says, Hi, Pastor. I hope you and your family are well. My question is, do you think we're in the last days? Also, what's your belief? If a person is saved, but they're not married and have children together and are living together, they did complete premarital counseling last year, but hasn't made, haven't made a date yet to get married. Would you say they're saved because they believe in Jesus Christ? I have also grown grandchildren and want all my family to be saved. Please, please pray for me and my family. I listen on Hope FM. That's awesome. We have about three and a half minutes, so I'm going to try and run through these real fast and probably not going to be able to give really, really thorough answers to them, but I'll do my best, okay? So, um, do I think we're in the last days? Yes, I do. And the reason I think that is because the Bible says so. And I'll tell you where. In the book of Joel, Joel chapter 2, Joel says, here are the things that will happen in the quote-unquote last days. And then, in Acts chapter 2, Peter quotes Joel and says, you remember the prophet Joel told you that in the last days you would see this, this, and this. And he goes, this is what you are seeing right now. In other words, what Peter's saying is that with the ascension of Jesus into heaven, we have entered the period of the last days. So think about it like this. All of history is racing forward on a line towards the end and then we reach the last days and then rather than it's like a like a hard line right like a cliff right so we're racing towards this cliff and then we took a turn and now we're running parallel to that cliff until the time which is appointed which no one knows and so we don't know when that 
final moment will be. We just know that it's coming and we're closer to it than we've ever been before. Are we in the last days? Yes, but we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. And I would I just taught on this, by the way, in uh, my study in Second Peter. You can find that message on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Whitefieldschurch.com. It was a couple weeks ago. Just look for our study called Pilgrim's Progress and look for the messages from Second Peter. And I asked the question in the last message from Second Peter, Second Peter chapter three, about living in the last days. Um, you asked about your your children living together and not being married. I would say no, that's not okay. And there's a great reason why it's not okay because it um, goes contrary to the picture of marriage that God gives as a picture of His loving faithfulness. Essentially, the the reason why somebody would do that is there's many, right? It might be financial. It might be um, you know, just ease and comfort. But what you're communicating is we are going to live as a married couple without binding ourselves to each other legally. One of my advices to people who are living together um, but saying, oh, we just can't afford to do the big wedding we want. My two things, I would say, hey, why do you need to have this big wedding? First of all, secondly, can you just get married in a small wedding and then do your big expensive wedding after you save your money? Because part of the beauty of marriage is that it is legal. See, when you're, some people would say it's less romantic because there's paper involved. I would say no, opposite. It is more romantic because there's paper involved because you're saying, I love you so much that I am legally binding myself to you. I am legally closing the back door. I'm locking myself into this because I love you. We have come to the end of our show. God bless you. May God protect you from this virus. May he heal those who are sick. And um, I pray that God gives you a great weekend. Tune in to your church services online. You can find ours at whitefieldschurch.com. God bless you guys and have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.